Chapter 19 of St. Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by St. Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 19 The Conversion of Water into Wine at the Marriage Feast Although it is uncertain whose marriage this was that was celebrated at Cana of Galilee, as ecclesiastical history notices, we may, for meditation's sake, suppose it to be that of St. John the Evangelist, which St. Jerome seems to affirm in his preface upon St. John. Our Blessed Lady was there present, not as a stranger invited thither, but as the head and principal lady of the feast, and the chief manager of it, so that she was, as it were, at home, being in the house of her sister, whose elder she was. This may be gathered, first, from the text, which tells us that the mother of Jesus was there, but that Jesus and his disciples were invited thither, which ought to be understood, likewise, of all the rest of the persons present. So that when Mary Salome, the wife of Zebedee, came to her to Nazareth to tell that she designed to marry her son John, our blessed lady went back with her to Cana some days before the appointed time of the feast to make preparations for it, insomuch that when the guests were invited to it, she was actually there. Secondly, it may be gathered from her taking notice of the want of wine, by which she appears not so much to be a guest as concerned in the distribution of the entertainment, and therefore perceived the wine to be deficient. For if she had been sitting there as a guest, is it not likely the modest virgin would have sat by her son amidst the men? And if she had, would she have risen up among them to complain of the want of wine? Or even had she been seated among the women, had she, think you, been more sensible of the wants of wine than any other of her sex there present? Or would she have risen from her seat to acquaint her son with it, for we cannot suppose that she called out aloud. All this seems unlikely, and therefore we may with more probability suppose that she was present there not merely as a guest, but rather as one who served and ministered, as before mentioned. For it is said of her that she was ever ready and officious in helping and serving others. The third is that she commanded the servants to go to her son, and to do whatever else she appointed them, by which it is plain that she had a superiority over them, and that the feast was ordered and disposed according to her management. And therefore she was solicitous, lest anything necessary should be wanting. Hence, then, according to this manner, Consider our Lord Jesus at this feast, eating with the rest of the company, seated not at the head of the guests, nor amongst the chief of those who were invited, but in the lowest place, and among the poorest and meanest, as we may gather from his own words. When thou art invited to a feast, sit down in the lowest place. Luke chapter 14. Wherefore, as it was ever his custom to teach first by example what he afterwards taught by words, 
it is most likely that he took not the first and chief place at this feast after the manner of the proud and vain but rather that he chose to sit in the lowest seat among the more simple and the meaner sort of company contemplate here likewise our blessed lady how obsequious and cheerful she is and diligently careful that all things might be performed with great exactness and decency submissively helping the servants and showing them how and of what things they should serve and minister to those who were invited and when the feast was almost towards the end they came to her and said there is no more wine left to set before them to whom she answered wait a short time and i will procure that you may have more and presently departing she went to her son jesus who sat humbly at the lower end of the table and said to him my son they have no more wine and this our sister being poor i know not how we shall supply this want but jesus answered and said woman what is this to me and thee this answer could not but seem severe to the holy virgin but as saint bernard remarks those words were full of mystery and were given for our greater instruction wherefore the saint in this place speaks to this effect do you ask o lord what is this to thee and to her is it nothing to the mother and her son do you ask what it appertains to her when thou thyself art the blessed fruit of her virginal womb is she not the same who conceived without prejudice to her virginity and brought forth without offence to her modesty is it not she in whose womb you vouchsafed to be enclosed the space of nine months whose sacred breasts gave you suck and with whom at the age of twelve years you came back from jerusalem and were obedient to her why then most beloved jesus do you now perplex and grieve her tender soul saying what is it to me and to thee o woman i already comprehend that it was not to reproach her or to confound the great modesty of your virgin mother which made you say woman what is that to me and to thee for when the servants came to you by her orders you did without hesitation what she suggested why then gentle reader did he first here make her this answer truly for no other reason than for our instruction and to teach us that they who having forsaken the world by a thorough conversion to almighty god should have no longer a tie to their carnal friends relations or parents and that an over solicitude for the supplying of their necessities should not deter them from the daily study and practice of those spiritual exercises belonging to their state and calling for though as long as we are of the world there is a duty incumbent upon us to take care of our parents yet when we have once forsaken it so far as even to forsake ourselves with it we ought upon a much stronger motive to relinquish all temporal care and solicitude for them to which purpose it is written of a certain holy monk or hermit who having quitted the world 
and lived a long time a solitary and retired life in the desert being one day earnestly entreated by his own brother for his advice in some worldly and temporal affair he calmly desired him to consult another of their brethren who had been dead long before to whom when the brother replied with much surprise at his advice that his other brother was dead so am i answered the monk also dead to this world and therefore have nothing to do in it or with its troublesome affairs this is what our lord jesus meant when he answered his blessed mother saying woman what is that to me and to thee clearly teaching us not to be careful or solicitous for our friends and relations or even parents themselves in those things which are contrary to or inconsistent with the rules religion prescribes to us this he also confirmed in another place when being told by one of the bystanders that his mother and brethren waited without desiring to speak to him he said who is my mother and who are my brethren matthew chapter twelve thus far saint bernard but to return to our subject the blessed virgin was not in the least dismayed or dejected at this unexpected answer of her beloved son but full of confidence in his great bounty and goodness she presently returned to them and said go to my son and whatever he shall say to you do ye john chapter two they went as she had ordered them and having filled the stone water-pots which stood there with water as our lord had commanded he again said to them draw now and carry to the chief steward here first we may consider the great prudence and wisdom of our lord jesus in sending the wine first to the chief and most dignified person at the feast secondly we may likewise consider that our lord sat not near him but far below him when he said take it to the master of the feast whereby it appears that he held the first place among the invited and our lord jesus the lowest the servants however gave the wine to the chief steward and to the rest of the company who openly declared the manner how it was made they being eye-witnesses of the miracle and his disciples then believed in him when the feast was ended jesus took john apart by himself and said unto him leave this woman whom thou hast chosen for thy wife and follow me and i will lead thee to a far more sublime union and heavenly marriage than this hereupon he immediately left his wife and followed christ and became his disciple and here we may learn many profitable things for our instruction and example the first is that our lord sanctifying by his presence this marriage gave us to understand that matrimony is both a lawful and honourable state and ordained by god himself and in calling saint john from the same he shows the spiritual marriage and union of the soul with god in a single life and a state of virginity to be much more excellent and perfect after our lord jesus had wrought this miracle he departed thence 
and resolved now to attend to those things only which regarded the salvation of man and therefore determined thenceforward to preach his heavenly doctrine openly to all mankind he would first however conduct his holy mother safely home to her little habitation wherefore taking her by the hand and being followed by st john and the rest of his disciples they went into capharnaum which is near nazareth and after some few days they from thence reached nazareth contemplate here devout reader this blessed couple the mother and the son consider them humbly travelling on foot and though wearied with the fatigues of their journey yet united by the strictest ties of love to each other oh what a heavenly couple such the world was never before blessed with consider likewise his disciples who reverently follow them and attentively listen to the sacred doctrine which proceeds from the mouth of their divine master who was never idle but was ever instructing them in such things as might redound to their welfare wherefore we may piously imagine that the abundance of heavenly consolation which they reaped from such sacred conversation greatly allayed the toils of their fatiguing journey End of chapter 19